Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. When you want more Roadrunners, we've got more Roadrunners. This is the Tucson Roadrunners Insider Podcast. They were not fighting. They were having a discussion. With the voice of the Roadrunners, Adrian Deming. What advice do you have for me? Drink a lot of water. It's pretty hot. And your new best friend. My best friend. Jonathan Schaefer. The guys are already talking, so let's join them right here on your Tucson Roadrunners Insider Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this week's edition of the Insider Podcast. Jonathan Schaefer joined by Kim Cotorobles this time, Adrian Denny, currently traveling with the team back home from Colorado. So we wanted to give him a nice day off. Kim, great weekend for the boys. They split the series in Colorado. Great comeback win last night. Three unanswered goals in that third period to end up winning four to three. You were at the U of A hockey game as well. So you're kind of bouncing back and forth between seeing the Roadrunner score and then watching some live college hockey. And uh, U of A got a last minute goal too, if I'm not mistaken. So just an overall good weekend for some Tucson hockey. It was fantastic. And um, the timing was really interesting too because. All of the U of A didn't start playing until 7.30, but somehow we ended up on the same timing for the last two periods. So both games were going on at the same time with literally like a 20 second gap. And then intermissions were happening at the same time. So the U of A won and then 20 seconds later, the Roadrunners won. So I'm just sitting there watching my phone, like everybody's leaving the arena and I'm just watching my phone and nothing longer in the world, Johnny, tell me if this is true or not, nothing longer in the world than a close game, a close hockey game. And that last minute of play just takes forever. hundred percent. And the Roadrunners have been in that situation, like all the time this season. So every one of our games feels long and give the, I think the only reason that, uh, the games aligned with each other because of the teddy bear toss. Colorado had their oh, yeah. teddy bear toss game last night. Adrian told me like last second, right when the game started, he's like, oh, by the way, it's their teddy bear toss game. Uh, when we when they score or if they score, I said if they score, I'm like, well, what if we shut them out? But he's like, <laughs> if they score a goal, you're coming on with me and we have to stay on air until then. I'm like, okay, like that's fine. I didn't know they had a teddy bear toss game. Colorado scored. We scored the first goal. Uh, right. We'll talk about that in a sec too. We score the first goal. Colorado scores right back. And then the teddy bears start flying. And Adrian and I were on air for about 20 minutes. It took that long to clean all the teddy bears. And it was basically like an intermission report for me. So when right. I had to go back on the intermission, it was really hard because I felt like I said already what I had to say. Because <laughs> the rest of the period kind of just was because it was it was a mini intermission. So each team was just sitting on their benches to even go back to the locker room. I'm, I'm a little surprised. I feel like teams should go back to the locker room in that instance, but right. both teams were just on the bench chatting it up. Uh, of course, Steve brought out back his, uh, his whiteboard and you know, it, it was a good rebound for the Roadrunners. but I think the rest of the period was just kind of bland because both teams had rest and both teams were kind of able to rebound and regroup. So mm-hmm. that was a bit tough. It was kind of weird timing. So I think that's why, even though the U of A hockey game started 30 minutes after Tucson's, uh, the Roadrunners' game, yeah, they lined with each other because we had about a 20-minute delay with the teddy bear toss. And it makes me excited for ours this upcoming weekend. Yeah. In fact, now that I think about it, it's funny because so I'm, I'm going back and forth. I'm watching the game on my phone, and it's in my lap, and I'm looking up and down constantly. And then when the teddy bear toss – so I can't hear anything that's happening in the Roadrunners' game. I'm – just watching it. And then the teddy bear toss happened and I thought it was a commercial. I didn't realize that it was happening real time until I was like looking down at my phone, waiting for the commercial to end. And then it didn't end. And I was like, Oh man, this is, I saw how many teddy bears they had. And I was like, this is going to take forever to clean up. It did. So. It, it's awesome. I'm glad it took forever because you know, that means a lot of teddy bears. Yes. Um, and Colorado had a packed game that night. And I, I thought Tucson did a really good job of competing with that crowd too. Cause um, if Colorado scored the first goal of that game, I thought uh, Tucson would have been in even more trouble because, you know, you scored your first goal of the night for the teddy bear toss. I think uh-huh. the crowd just gets even more into it. 
at least it was a tying goal, I guess. Um, but yeah, just kudos to the Roadrunners that comeback win third period. I mean, it, it seemed like they're just down and out. That whole second period was just a tough one because it seemed that Tucson was giving it all they possibly could in that second period. Just couldn't get a goal. They allowed the two goals quickly to Colorado. Then they just took over in that third period. And just what a game. It was a fun game to watch. It was, I, I even not listening to it, it was a fun game to watch. But I think we saw this all weekend, kind of momentum swinging from one team to the other. And I really now want to go see a game in Colorado. I do too. That do arena, too. arena looks so I, cozy. I don't know how else to describe it. It looks super cozy and it looks like a lot of fun. Like you said, it looks like they they packed it in. So the fact that the boys were able to win with that huge crowd and how loud it must have been and people excited about the teddy bear toss. Like, I don't know how, I don't know how they switched the momentum in that third period. It was very, very fun to watch. Kim, you texted me. We always like to go back and forth. Who's going to score the first goal of the game. And mm -hmm. uh, you asked me who I had. And I just, I thought about it for a second. I'm like, you know, who's due for a goal, Victor Soderstrom. And I swear folks, this is a true story. <laughs> Adrian said I was lying when I told him this. I'll have to, I need to send him the receipts. Yeah. Next mm -hmm. we had, I said, you know what? I'm feeling a Victor Soderstrom goal. And I think about five minutes or so later, he scores. And, and I texted you like, oh, let's go. But obviously you weren't uh, watching the game live as much. And you said, what happened? I'm like, we just scored. I'm, and you asked me who, and I'm like, well, Victor Soderstrom. I just <laughs> predicted that he was going to score, and he scores a goal, and I'm just, I was happy. Uh, he gets his fourth of the season. The defense was really involved that whole game, and Kim, just what have you thought of the defense lately? Uh, you know, Maxi Zuber's been great. Victor Soderstrom's been great. Peter Delibertori gets his first goal of the season last night uh, to start that comeback, and then Cam Crotty getting two assists as well, so the defense has really been active these last, really these last few uh, two months when, since the offense has really started coming together. And also Patrick and Montana, you didn't mention, I really like their, the that duo when they're out, out there together, but it's interesting. I always gauge how active the defense is by how often I hear Adrian say their names and he has been saying their names a lot lately. So they're really, really, really exciting to watch and super engaged. Um, but wait, I have to make a plug for myself in, in terms of the first goal. Cause you called Soderstrom for the first goal. I said it was going to be he big and I wasn't right, but I did get a first, I did get a star of the game. Right. I just want to point that out. You did get a goal too. And he got the game tying goal. Uh, yep. So I guess we were just both right on some accounts. So maybe we, we got to start doing goal predictions more and more. That's what um, I was thinking. We need to predict like stars also, like who's going to end up being a star yeah. of the game. It's a little, it's a little tough. Cause I don't necessarily see the three stars of the game on the, from the road because you know, you keep refreshing the AHL page and they don't put it on a little later. So uh, we like to put our stars, of course, the Tucson stars, but uh, I didn't know the three stars of the game throughout the whole matchup, I guess. So it's a uh -huh. little tough. Little tough to check that. Of course, at home we know who it is. Usually, I'm always interviewing the first star of the game on the ice. But yeah, yeah, you're right. Patrick Koch and Montana Andabuchi have really stepped up as well. Uh, it's crazy how good this defense still is, despite all the injuries and the call-ups these guys have gone through, and especially the offense as well. Colin Tyson this weekend, he's been filling in for Hunter Drew, who is day to day with an injury. Uh, didn't even travel with the team to Colorado. Um, gets a goal last night. Uh, tonight, we thought he might have gotten the game-winning goal. They actually give it to Josh Doan. So now Doan gets another game-winning goal to his tally. That's now at five. But oh, wow. I wish it was Colin Tyson's goal because it was a just a great idea to shoot it, you know, getting that wraparound chance. But, yeah, Kim, Colin, you talked to him a lot um, before the season even started. Yeah. Just, um, you know, what the character he is. Uh, not getting much playing time in the, when the season started. Now he's taking full advantage of it. Just, uh, Are you surprised how good he's been playing or is this something you expected? It's so funny that you mentioned him because I was just talking to my brother about him last night. And so my brother met Colin when um, the Roadrunners were helping out the Tucson Family Food Project this week. Colin was one of the volunteers. Um, and so my brother had met him for the first time. And it's funny because so... Patrick Koch had also been there and then Peter Delibatore had also been there. So my brother met all of them and they all just had like phenomenal weekends and weeks. Like, so Patrick got called up 
his first NHL call-up right after he finished the volunteer. And then I told my brother, I said, you know, it was, it was great that you got to meet Colin because he had just came back from Toledo. He'd been with us at the beginning of the season. Um, to me, Colin is such a strong, he's a strong player, but he's a very strong personality also, um, and incredibly smart an incredibly smart player. So when my brother met him, I said, you know, he had just come up from Toledo and it was nice that he was in Toledo because he was able to, he had just bought a house over the summer that him and his wife were renovating. And so he was in Toledo able to be like, I think he said 20 minutes from his house in Michigan. And, um, but you know, so he's here now. And it seemed to me, I was telling my brother last night, He's in Tucson and he's making a mark. Like he came out of the gates just even on on Friday night. I heard Adrian say his name a lot and I was paying attention to him. And I, I had written down like he just came out gangbusters looking so strong and like really making a case to stay in Tucson. And I don't know if you saw the same thing, but but my eye was definitely on him all weekend. Yeah, Kim, you make a good point. You're listening to Adrian calling games. And yeah, the more he says every player, the more you know they're active. Uh, and Colin, he gets the goal last night. It was a great goal. It was just, uh, Maxi Zuber did a fabulous job of keeping it in. And it was kind of a knuckle ball because the puck was rolling on Colin. This was last night's goal. Or sorry, Friday night's goal, I would mm -hmm. say. Not last night. Friday night's goal when he scored his first of the season. Uh, it was a bit of a knuckleball. It was rolling on him. He decided to shoot it, and it kind of curved into the net. I call it a curveball shot. Um, and then in last night's game, he just has the smart idea to try the wraparound chance, or at least yeah. he saw traffic in front of the net, and he just decided to throw it. And you just said he's a smart player. And Adrian also mentioned he's just he's showing why he's an AHL player right now. And I'm sure going down to Toledo and getting some playing time and living or playing 20 minutes from his house sure helped him mentally and mm -hmm. just getting himself playing time. But you can't send him back down after this now. I mean, and it, it's going, it's going to where the depth of this team has really stepped up. Hunter drew, even before he started going on his crazy run, didn't get much playing time. He scored. He's, he's been, he had that three point night just coming back into the lineup. Cameron Hebig also didn't start much in the beginning of the season. And now I think he has six or seven goals getting the game tire last night. Now you got Colin Tyson being plugged back into the lineup. And now he has two goals in his last two games. So it's just, it's just impressive. And it's kind of, it's been hard to explain how these guys have all been able to step into the spotlight, but I think it's just the coaching Steve Pavin and co have done a great job in putting these lineups together and just adjusting on the fly because Adrian and I have said, yes, this team was when we were the season started, we were stacked. Uh, we know that, but Adrian and I said, well, wait till the call-ups happen. Wait till the injuries happen. They've happened. And what are we doing? We are still winning. We are five, one and one in our last seven games and we can start another winning streak. The point streak ended on Friday night, but let's start another one. Yeah, Big for sure. We can get to Abbotsford. Oh, yeah. And so it's interesting because at the beginning of the season, I realized that Colin and Cameron and Hunter were all sitting in the stands. And I, I don't know about you, but I, you know, I, I kind of know them and I was getting nervous for them the more I was seeing that they were healthy scratches. And then it seems like all three of them just came, came storming back to make incredible arguments for why they should be starting and why they shouldn't be scratches. So it's been a lot of fun to watch because it was... Um, it was precarious at the beginning of the season. And I, I, I think, like you said, it's coaching, but I also think that the guys um, changed, probably changed up the things that they were doing, the places that they are being, you know, that they're on the ice. And then also Curtis Douglas, Cameron Hebig, Hunter Drew. I love that line. That line is a lot of fun to watch. And it's so funny because every time I see Curtis out there, then I'm, I look for the other two and and just kind of wait for them to make something happen. So I think too, one of the things that we're seeing is is not just incredible coaching and good conditioning and the guys, you know, figuring out, you know, playing really smart hockey, but also there's just a lot of chemistry between a lot of these guys. And every time we interview them, I hear and Adrian talked about this too, you hear them say, This is just a really good group of guys, you know, and there there's not one guy on the team that doesn't seem to fit the culture of Tucson. And Steve has talked about it in the past about how, you know, they look for guys who fit the culture. It's not just always about, 
you know, the points and scoring the goals, they really have to have, you know, the Tucson mentality to fit in here. And I think that, you know, scouting, recruiting, coaching has done such a great job of building this incredibly dynamic team this year. Yeah, I think Adrian and I like to call them the just blue collar players, uh, even Asa Boganski too. Uh, yeah. he's, still on, mm-hmm. he's still on his PTO technically, and he's showing why he should be signed to the team now. And he has six points in his last six games. And I, it's, I think the Tucson, it's the Tucson way where every guy is just hardworking. Every mm-hmm. guy is not playing for themselves. They play as a unit. And that's just what I've noticed the, what, now three months I've probably been living here, I think. I don't really keep track of when I moved here. Uh, the three months I've lived here, it's just, I think everyone just is hardworking. And it's showing. The record shows it. Um, last season, try to, I try to look at last season a lot, even though I wasn't necessarily here. And the, the team was good. Obviously, we had Michael Carcone, and the goaltending did just enough to squeeze Tucson into the playoffs. But I right. think the team this season is just, it, it, it looks a little better. And, you know, again, the fact that we've had so many changes to the lineup, uh, the goaltending changed right before the season started. You know, Matthew Velalta was probably going to be the 1B goalie probably with Ivan, but now he's thrusted into the starting role. And there's it, it, just a buzz to this team, and it's really, really fun to watch. And I, I'm excited when we get healthy again. That's what I've been saying. When this team gets healthy again, watch out because who's going to beat us, you know, when we're fully healthy? And then now Steve can start rotating these guys in because – Guys like Hunter Drew and Cameron Hebig and Austin Gansky, we've we've said their names multiple times already. Uh, they were probably when they weren't starting the season. Yeah, Kim, I felt the same way. It's like, man, like we wish they were out there. You know, we yeah. we don't want them sitting on the in the seats every single game. And uh, I was thinking to myself, like, yeah, these guys could easily be starters on any other team, but they are here right now. They chose to be here for a good reason, and that reason is now showing. Yeah, and I think too one of the things. That it, that's been interesting to watch is that when we have the call-ups, right? So Zach Sanford got called up. Did Jan get called up? I know Victor's he called, called. He was, yeah, he was our first player to get called up this. No, yeah, him and Zach Sanford were both called up at the same time. Okay. Um, Unique, Unique's been sent up to, up and down a couple of times. Uh-huh. Sanford spent uh, quite some time with the Coyotes for a bit. And then, of course, Milos and Michael Kestering are still yeah. with them right now. Michael Kestering right. also playing really good with Arizona. We'll talk about that in a sec. But, yeah, some guys have been sent up and down, and some guys we haven't seen in, in a while. Uh, yeah, and so the call-ups can at times make me nervous. And I, I did this a lot last season. You'd see the call-ups, and you'd be like, okay, who's going to fill this role? Who's going to step into the role that that is now empty in Tucson? And what's that going to look like for the team? with all the call-ups that we've experienced this season, there hasn't been any um, change in the level of play. The guys are still playing at a very consistent level. You know, like we talked about, you see momentum swings and shifts, but they're able to find their footing really quickly. And I, I think that that's maybe the difference between last year and this year is that the unknowns that are coming to fill in those gaps when there are call-ups and when there's injuries, they're not unknown. We know who it is. We know, you know, we know the te- the guys that are um, that are going to be filling those roles, and we know that they are going to fit, and it's going to work. And so, when you know, when maybe the game doesn't start going our way, I still feel pretty confident. Like last night, going into the third, that something's going to happen. You know, that there are going to be change makers out there on the ice who are going to pivot us in the direction that we need to be going. And that's a key difference that I've seen this season. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. 
Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Yeah, I think Tucson, they, they like to score goals in spurts, especially lately. I mean, that series against San Jose, San, San Jose scores the first goal on Friday night. No, Saturday night, I believe. Scores the first goal on Saturday night. And what does Tucson do? They score four and answered. You know, and right. it was the same scenario as last night where uh, in that third period, once Peter Deliberatore got that goal to make it a 3-2 game, you just sense like, oh, we're coming back. Mm-hmm. Now, did I think we were going to score with 22 seconds left and not force an overtime? <laughs> Who knows? You know, oh, it, anything could happen. But man, uh, you were just kind of expecting like, okay, guys, we tied it. Let's go to overtime. Let's get that point and let's win it. Not these guys. They're like, no, we're not. We're not getting them a point. You know, let, let's let's score. And then Colin Tyson, just that that clutch. Well, he didn't get the goal necessarily. It was actually given to Josh Stone, but it was a good job by Tyson to just at least throw it to the net. And it was another one goal win for Tucson. And that's just been the way we win games. It's we're simple. Uh, we're predictable. But if it's going to win us games, then so be it. Give us all the one goal games. Right. And I think that that's a level of confidence too, that we have this season that you see. Um, I haven't seen the guys one time when we're down in whatever period that we're down, you know, kind of with their heads down or looking defeated in any way. I haven't seen that. Um, and I saw that um, I'm trying to remember what team it was that was in here. You can tell, you can feel the energy when a team kind of knows that they don't have, you know, what they need to get to the end of the game to make it a winner. And I haven't seen that. Our guys, like I said, they're confident. And that's, that's it, whether it's real or imagined, um, I get the feeling that that's how it feels to them. And when that translates into game-winning goals and into momentum shifts, that is just so much, so much fun to watch and to to stand behind them and be like, yeah, you know, yeah, we knew this was going to happen. I didn't know last night, like that, that game winning goal was, I thought we were going into OT and I was like trying to mentally figure out, okay, how am I going to walk home while I'm watching the game? Make sure that I don't drop Wi-Fi because it's, if we go into this five minutes, it's going to be a fast five minutes, I'm sure. So yeah, I was super happy, super surprised watching that last, that last minute. But yeah, I think, I think the confidence comes from the coaching staff. Yeah, and it's not like, okay, we tied a game, let's just play defense and go straight into overtime. But sometimes you want to play it safe because the last that it's happened against it happened against Coachella a couple couple weeks ago, black right, right before December. Tucson tied the game against Coachella to make it 4-4, I think with about four minutes left, kind of the same scenario as last night. And then Coachella scored right back and we lost the game, just an unlucky bounce. So I don't. I think everyone just didn't want that situation to happen again. So you know, Tucson just played a really clean last four minutes or so, even when they tied the game up, and that's why they were able to get the last goal and win the game four to three. Speaking of game-winning goals, Josh Stone. He was. We thought Ty, Colin Tyson got the game winner. It was, but after some scoring review, it was given to Josh Stone uh, because he just happened to be in front of the net when Tyson threw it. Not sure if it hit his skate, stick, whatever. It was given to Josh Stone. Josh Stone now leads the league with game-winning goals with five. And his 10 goals are second amongst rookies. So, Kim, it seems like every time the game is tied with five minutes left to go in regulation, you just feel that Josh Stone is going to score. And somehow, someway, he does it again. He, to me, is a player who he draws my attention when he's out on the ice. Um, I don't... I don't know if it's that he's, you know, skating hard, he's working fast, he's he's where he needs to be, but I've noticed that and when I sit down in, you know, on ice level, the perspective of the game for me is very different of the perspective of the of the game for you. You know, you have a much more um like a helicopter view almost of the game. It's really nice. So when I when I went to the U of A game last night, I sat up to the top, you know, cuz you can watch the plays pull out and you can see different players doing different things where I'm at. It, it looks very different. It's very fast. It's very hard for me to get perspective and angles on things when you're down that low. Um, but Josh, yeah, he, to me, he's electric. What, when I watch him play, he's very, very fun, very interesting, always, um, 
seems to be thinking a couple of steps ahead of the play. Um, and he's really interesting too, because he doesn't ever seem to let what's happening in the crowds or what's going on around him really ruffle his feathers. You know, he kind of just takes everything in. It's part of the game. And, um, and then he makes really exciting things happen for the team. Yeah, Kim, and <clears throat> we won't sugarcoat it. I mean, Josh Doe and Dylan Gunther, those are the two top prospects of this team. They're those other guys you expect out there to go out every night and win games for this team. And they have. And sure, Gunther and Josh Stone aren't points per game players necessarily yet. I think that will come eventually. I think I can see yeah. Dylan Gunther going on some crazy run. And Gunther's really starting to become the setup man for this team. I mean, he leads the team with 13 assists. He has 20, he has 19 games and 22 games played. Of course, Josh Stone has 10 goals and two assists for that 12 for that 12 points. So you're starting to see kind of the pattern here where Gunther is the one setting up bet guys and then josh is the one who finishes it and yeah it, it seems that every time one of them touches the puck especially at the tcc there's just a buzz in the crowd because you just think who, who what are they going to do next and of course don't had a really good series last week against san jose where he almost scored a hat trick in that first period and you know just he, he's that hometown kid i mean i know he lived in scottsdale or if i'm not mistaken and obviously scottsdale is quite a two-hour drive away but he's just that hometown kid and i'm sure that can be pressure on him as well you know he has big shoes to fill with his dad playing with the arizona coyotes for years so uh yeah he's he's taking it all in and he's going out there and he's winning game for us five game winning goals that's five wins out of our third team that josh stone has given us adrian denny caught up with him after the win last night josh how about that one it was the second period we were playing so hard in the second and maybe maybe too hard we were exerting a lot of energy but came out reset the deck in the third period it wasn't an easy game to play with the teddy bear toss and, and getting the, the momentum back and then they had a second period they got a couple goals in the third period we just came out and we played a 20-minute game yeah, it's uh, it's always a hard game on Teddy Bear Toss when when they get one, the game pauses for for 20 minutes and kind of just gets stationary, and their fans are getting into it again. And they came out hard after they got that goal, and and, and we waste a little bit of energy running around a little bit at, at times in the game. But uh, as a group, we, we came in and, and figured that if we had a good third period, we had to give ourselves a chance, and fortunately, we did. Yeah, just totally reset the deck, dominated five on five. It was all us again. Maddie didn't see a lot of shots, but he saw some quality shots, made some saves, and, and we got three straight. Yeah, we got we got huge faith in Maddie. He's been unbelievable for for us all year, and and he kept us in the game earlier, and then made some big saves, and we were down three one in the third to to make sure we could kind of spring that comeback, and and then after that we got one, and, and the faith on the bench kind of lifted, and then we just ran from there. Tell me about that final goal, Colin Tyson, uh, your captain at ASU. Nice little wrap around. You were you were right out in front there. It was just happy it went in. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, Tyson and I laughed. We've had a couple of those before, and it all started off a good play from our D up top, uh, getting their guys moving around, and then drop pass to, to Krotz, and he put off the end wall to Tyson. Fortunately, it went in from the net, and we banged one home. You know, a big win is tough last night. I mean, we're going to have weekends where we don't necessarily win every game but and to come back in the third period tonight and go unbeaten in six to seven it's a it's a big deal to keep it going yeah i think we, we got a good squad and a, a bunch of guys that we trust and and when, when you got a group that's close like ours it's, it's easy to get on rolls like this so we, we've been we've been feeling good the last couple games and hopefully we can keep it going job josh thank you thank you so kim another win for the tucson roadrunners they are now 13 7 1 and 1 i was talking about the standings last night in the tucson roadrunners post-game show uh they weren't updated yet because there's so still some games going on but now tucson is in third place in the pacific division 28 points now just two behind ontario and they're catching up a tiny little bit to the calgary wranglers uh not sure if i told you but i have a prediction that by the end of december tucson will be in a top two spot in the pacific division and Oof. they're on their way they're on their oh way for God. right now I, so I haven't looked at the standings in a few weeks. So that number three is a really big surprise for me. I, that's be, only because I don't know how everybody else is doing. I know that, you know, our boys are chugging along and, and looking good, but I haven't been paying too much attention about, about everybody else. So that is very exciting to hear. Very happy to hear that. And I am really curious to see if your prediction comes true. It's just, it just seems that, the Roadrunners have been better as the season goes on. I mean, back back in October, the first season or the first season, first month of the season, 
you know, we weren't scoring much. We were winning games, but we weren't scoring much. We were three <laughs> and three by the time October ended. Also, fun fact, Tucson has not had two regulation losses in a row since October when we were swept by Bakersfield. So a little oh, fun yeah. fact for you, Kim. We were, ris- we were in risk of that last night, but uh-huh. the boys found a way to win. Also haven't had two regulation losses on the road in a row as well. So uh, going back to that, yeah, it, October, you know, weren't scoring much. Offense was a bit of an issue. We will admit that, but we are three and three. We are still in good track. November, the offense started getting involved. The, or I would say the defense started getting involved. Offense started playing a lot better. And then by the time November was ending, heading into December, I'm like, you know, the schedule is kind of in favor of Tucson. You know, we swept San Jose. Colorado was struggling heading into the series. We at least split it up with them. Now we have Abbotsford this upcoming weekend. And Kim, that's that's the big series of this month of December, going up against Abbotsford because that team is right below us now. You know, we have a game in hand. So they have 21 games played. We have 22. Uh-huh. They're just one point behind us. Uh, both teams are 13, well, they are 13, 7, 1, and 0. Oh, we are 13, 7, 1, and 1. So we have the extra point over them, but this is a big upcoming weekend series. And also, it's our teddy bear toss game on Saturday. So it's it's going to be buzzing at the TCC. Is there anybody on Abbotsford? I don't know a ton about the team right now. Is there anybody on Abbotsford that, you know, stands out to you that, you know, think you think is going to be a difference maker? Or, you know, what is it, what does their goaltending look like? Do you have any of that information? Um, I see. I, I don't. I try to keep up with other teams as much as I can, especially uh-huh. in the Pacific Division. Uh-huh. Um, their top scorer is Arch D. Baines. He has 21 points in 19 games played. And then as for their goalies, they have a pretty solid ar- a starter, um, Arches Silobes, if I'm saying that correctly. He has a 2.53 goals against average and 8-3-1, and one record. Um, but I think this series is going to be so good because these two, these are, I think Abbotsford and Tucson are really two similar teams. They uh-huh. play, they don't, you know, they don't have that one player who's going to have like 10 points over the 10 games played, but everyone contributes on their team. They have good depth scoring, good goaltending and good power play. Oh, sorry, not power plays penalty kills. So I think this series is going to be not a lot of scoring. I don't see a lot of scoring this series. We know we might see those, Three two games, those two one games. Uh, so the, I think the goaltending is going to be crucial, and uh, we'll be asking Matthew Villalta to do to do his job once again. And I I love watching Maddie in goal. He is so exciting in goal. Um, and I think it's his consistency, but I think some of it too is his personality. Um, and I I don't know if other fans see this, but he doesn't really seem to let the goals get to him when you know when he he gets. When one gets past him, you know, he's not losing it. He's still super composed. Um, I had a lot of fun with Matt this last week making tamales. And it's so funny because when people found out that he was from Canada, they were really surprised. They were like, are you sure he's not Californian? He's got a very (laughs) Southern California vibe. Um, But then you hear him say, you know, out and a, you know, and um, he's, yeah, just... um, a really, I think his personality makes him a really exciting goalie, along with his consistency and just seeing his numbers. Um, and I know Adrian talked about it last week that he, you know, got his night off and got to sit in the stands in his suit and eat kettle corn and talk to a few fans. Um, but very happy to not have him sit in the stands. <laughs> I'd much yeah, rather see him in his gear. He deserved that night off, of course. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. no doubt about it. And uh, you know. Anson Thorne and Dylan Wells are the backups yeah. to the team right now. And Anson's still dealing with that lower body injury. So, I mean, he did make that clutch save the other night um, or last weekend against San Jose to mm-hmm. win, uh, end up winning the game for us. But uh, I do like our goaltending. Obviously, it's Matthew Vallalta's net all the way. And when I watch Matthew Vallalta play, it just seems that he is unfazed. Like you just said, yeah. he doesn't, when he allows a goal, he doesn't fall, he doesn't fold. And he's just so calm in the net. And, He's really the biggest reason why we're able to win all these one-score games. I mean, it's it's the stick of Josh Stone. He gets the game-winning goal, and then it turns right to Volalta. It's like, okay, now we just have to defend this lead for the next three minutes or so, and then the team's going to give it their all, obviously. And uh, yeah, he just makes those clutch saves. And he's not that kind of goaltender where he's going to make the flashy leather glove save. We know We haven't seen too much of that, but 
he doesn't need to because he's already in a good position to make any kind of save he needs. And also, Kim, the defense is has been really helping him as well. I mean, Peter right. Dovatori, Patrick Koch, we hear their names. They clear it out very well. Uh, I know Patrick Koch has had a couple of clutch blocks as well. And uh, it's a rare, this is just a really, how would you say, it? it's a comfortable team for a goaltender to play for. I mean, yeah. the defense is great. And when you put a goal, good goaltender like Matthew Valalta in there, it's, you're going to win games. Adrian also caught up with Matthew Valalta after last night's win against Colorado. Matty, fun third period to watch. As we talked about last night, you made key saves and key moments, not necessarily seeing a high volume of shots. And, and they got some good ones in that third period too, but, but we played the, the good third period, found a way to win the game, and uh, you had a bird's eye view of it. Yeah, obviously it's very cool to watch. Boys not giving up, uh, believing in each other, and just uh, going out there and staying in the moment. And Tonight, we all, I think we all knew that we uh, were very capable of scoring goals, and you know, the boys got it done in front of me tonight, and you know, we got a couple big goals. Shout out to the boys for doing that, and you know, just playing the game the right way. And um, just cool to see them all work together and be successful. So, I think overall, it was a great comeback win, and uh, obviously, looking forward to uh, the upcoming weeks, tidy up a few things, but uh, very happy with the result tonight. You know, we talked about it wasn't an easy matchup for us, and to withstand that, the momentum with the teddy bear toss, and the, and the crowd was into it. We kind of kept the crowd out of it, which is a big deal in, the, in this building, especially going down the stretch. Yeah, obviously this uh, this arena gets very loud, and they have uh, you know very energetic fans who get into it. And obviously with the teddy bear toss, that was uh, a long delay for us. And uh, you know, I think we did a very good job, but you know, just staying in the moment, uh, not getting distracted. Obviously, it's. Uh, a little bit of a long wait when that goes on, but uh, like I said, the boys stuck with it, stayed in the moment, and uh, fought hard, and we got it done. Yeah, and that's a team not easy to play goalie against, right? They're they're out of front, a lot of traffic. It's it's physical. Yeah, they get uh, they get a lot in that front traffic. Uh, they have a lot of big bodies, uh, make it hard for me to see pucks. And shout out to the boys; they did a great job boxing guys out, letting me see it. But uh, you know, they're I wouldn't say they had a lot of a lot of volume these last two games but I felt like it was a lot of good quality opportunities and uh, you know the boys as a whole fought hard stuck together and uh, just you know kept at it and sure enough we came out on the good side tonight and continuing this stretch here unbeaten in six to seven a big deal to get two points and a comeback headed home 100 percent you know I think the goal goal this morning was at least split the weekend yesterday's behind us and today was a new opportunity the sun came up and I think everyone was fired up to you know get to split um, and have a good week of work. So, you know, all in all, so uh, I think we're happy with the result tonight. Like I said, and um, you know, it's good to split a weekend like this against a good team. Good job, Maddie. Thanks, Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So, Kim, we're also going to get a little weird here. If you put a beard on Matthew Valalta, do you think we would look similar to each other? No. No? So, I, I don't see, think so. You guys have similar color hair. It's I know he he has that long he has the long locks of course He's it's just the long hair people people who don't uh, live here like my friends family like they see Matthew Valalta and they comment like oh he looks so much like you and I'm like I guess like maybe if he had a beard but. It's maybe because he's, he's maybe because he's always in the helmet, so maybe he looks like me through the helmet. But oh, maybe uh, I was just it's, curious to see what you thought about that because it's so funny because uh, now I'm just staring at you. Yeah, I know. You're like, you're trying to figure it out. And funny story too. Um, so the Ontario Reigns broadcaster, his last, his last name is also Schaefer. I think it's just spelled S-C-H-A-E-F-E-R. And he talked to Matthew Valalta when we were in Ontario last, because obviously Valalta spent his first four years of his career in Ontario. Right. And um, Matthew Valalta thought, was thinking maybe we were brothers, him and I. Oh, how funny! Like, last name, and it was just—it's a—it's a funny little story there, um, because I just didn't think Schaefer would, you know, see another Schaefer working in the AHL, and now we have two, both right. in the Pacific Division as well. So, uh, 
Yeah, if anyone thinks we're brothers, we are definitely not. We just happen to have the exact same spelt last name. Also, his first name is Josh. So then you have Josh and Johnny. So, oh, uh, that's cute. Yeah, so that's why that. it's like, it's like, come on, what do I do? We really have to have, sound so similar. That's so funny. I think like now that I'm looking at you, I can kind of see it. But Matthew's Maddie's features are a little bit like more angular than that's I think true. you are. That's true. Yeah. He yeah. Of course, he's a hockey player, so he's you know he's got to have that more. Uh, structured face i guess i would say especially being in the net you know he has that he's his face is protected by all the pucks so he's not gonna he's not gonna have a busted eye or anything but uh <laughs> yeah matthew Valalta playing great uh he's been the lone starter for the roadrunners i mean today now that the all the games happened last night he leads the league with 18 games played three more than the next guy he has over he's the only goaltender in the league with over a thousand minutes with a thousand and sixty-six. Um, his eleven wins, I believe, are first. He has eleven wins, which is first in the AHL as well. His overall record is eleven six and one. So, I mean, and then he has the two point four three goals against average, and then the nine twenty one save percentage. So, starting wise, Matthew Valalta leads all of the AHL in games played, minutes, and wins, and it's, it's just impressive how again. He, he hasn't really had like a, a terrible game. You know, he hasn't had one yeah. of those games where he allows four goals in the first period and he's pulled and it just shows how just relaxed he is. He, and he's a relaxed guy off the ice as well. I mean, we, you talk to him and I talk to him all the time and he's just a great guy to play for. I, I am knocking on wood um, because I'm very superstitious about talking, you know, about the good and the bad, but Ma I think Maddie too is in a unique situation because um Dylan Wells and Anson Thornton are, they're young, you know, and it, so he has got to be playing at the next level of consistency. Maddie does, um, you know, I'm sure that he has faith in the guys behind him, but they're young and they, I think, you know, they're still learning. Um, and like you said, Anson's injured right now. Um, but I don't know if you've noticed, Johnny, whenever we put, whenever the Roadrunners put a picture of Matthew Valalta on our social media, the comments that we get are from Ontario and it's just people like undying love from Matthew Valalta. We miss oh, you, Maddie. So like they love him. And I'm like, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Tucson is slowly falling in love with Matthew Valalta. And it's actually probably not even happening that slowly. Um, so I can see, you know, why Ontario misses him. I feel bad for them that he's now playing with us. I think we got incredibly incredibly lucky and you know kind of with also with hunter drew because i i don't know if they made their decisions independent of each other you know but they're tight they're friends and they live together and i yeah having both of them on the team this year i think is a big difference maker yeah this is the first time they're both on the same team in the ahl uh, i'll have to do my research if they ever played um in ontario together with their which they were both from too uh not sure how close of towns they were at, but this is the first time in the AHL they are on the same team. Hunter Drew uh, spent his time in San Diego. Matthew mm -hmm. also spent his time in Ontario. Hunter Drew was ended up trading, ended up getting traded to the Ice uh, Rockford Ice Hogs uh, to finish off his last season, and then he signed that free agent contract with the Tucson Roadrunners. But yeah. Hunter Drew and Matthew Valalta are very tight. You you always usually see those two together, and they stayed within the Pacific Division too. I mean, I'm sure when Ontario and uh, San Diego played against each other, I mean, Hunter Drew had to go against Matthew Valalta. I'm sure they had jokes about that. I mean, not sure if I have to do research if Hunter Drew ever has scored on Matthew. I'll I'll look up. I'll look that up. Oh um, yeah, I need to. Know. I'll, I'll get that for you. Um, so for the next time we come on, but I can always ask Hunter Drew myself if he's ever scored on Matty, but. Yeah, lots of friends on this team, too. There's like, you know, we yeah. have those groups of guys who are just more close to each other. I mean, obviously, everyone's close with one another. But uh, yeah, you notice that. And I think that it just brings the bonds throughout the whole team. And it's why these guys are able to just keep playing for each other. And every time I ask a player or coach about Maddie, you know, like, it, yeah, obviously, we talk about Matthew Valalta all the time. But they just say he's a great guy to play for, and mm -hmm. it shows out there. And also, Kim, funny story, Dylan Wells is actually a year older than Matthew Valalta. No, he's not. Oh, my God. I thought yeah. he was. Dylan, I didn't Dylan even Wells, look. He Wells, looks so young. Wells is 25. No. Matthew is 24. And then Thorne is the youngster at 20. 18. Dylan Wells has spent. Dylan Wells has actually been in the AHL. 
couple of times he made, I think he was drafted by Bakersfield, played for the Condors, or sorry, drafted by Edmonton, played for Bakersfield for a few years, um, and then got traded to Chicago's organization. Of course, their team is the Ice Hogs as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he played for the Ice Hogs for a bit, has even been in an NHL game. He actually played for one period in an NHL game. And then now he uh, went back to the ECHL for the Idaho Steelheads. And then now we signed him to that PTO. So yeah, Wells has actually had quite some experience. Okay, can you just get rid of everything that I just said about him being so young? I had no idea. I was like, because I met him for the first time this last week. I was like, oh my gosh, he's so composed and mature for somebody who is so young. I thought he was like 21, maybe 2021. I had no idea. That's well, funny. Man, he's got a prolific career already. It's funny. I mean, 25, it's still pretty young in in hockey, but like not to that's us. A, that's a back of the bus guy on this team. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, Dylan Wells has only started one game for us, but I, I kind of like him as the backup right now. At least I like, I like, I kind of like having three goalies on the team. I, so yeah. I, I like that we have, you know, Maddie, of course, he's going to start at almost every single game. We have Dylan Wells there just in case if we want to give Matthew Velalta a night off and then, Anson Thorne, I think we will see more goal t- better goaltending from over time. I mean, he had a good start to the season. Then he had to get go on that day-to-day list. And then uh, he did get the win um, against San Jose in his last start. So that's that's all that matters. And, uh, you know, he's just still, still dealing with that injury. So I think over time, we will really start seeing good goaltending from all three. And then Maddie will just keep leading the way, as, as he always does. I would love to catch up with Charlie McTavish. I know you and I, we both saw him last week, I think, at the TCC, so the the current goaltending coach, um, because this is such a different, this is such a different team than last season in terms of goaltending. Um, And I, I just wonder, you know, kind of what everything looks like for him right now. Yeah. um, I know he was in Colorado with the team because when it comes to Charlie, uh, Man, I, I I don't want to say this wrong, but I think he is from Ottawa initially, or he has like I think he might have a school in Ottawa for goaltending. Mm-hmm. Um, butcher me if I'm saying this all wrong, if I have my information wrong. But so I think he travels back and forth. Of course, I'm sure he's always in communications with the goaltenders of the Tucson Roadrunners to make you know. I'm sure he's watching every single game, but I think he just has more stuff to to do. Uh, but he was in Colorado last these last two games. Um, so I'm sure he was happy for Maddie. I mean, you know, of course it, math, it, it shows that how good Matthew Valalta has been. Cause yeah, both games, he did allow three goals, but you know, he still made those clutch saves when it mattered. And he still got the win last night when it mattered too. I mean, part of a comeback is not allowing a goal and he did his job when Tucson was down three to one in the third period. So you know, I, I I usually don't like to look at, oh, yeah, this goaltender allowed this many goals, blah, blah, blah. You know, I always look at the win. Did they mm-hmm. win the game? Did they make the clutch saves in time? Matthew Belalta did that last night, and that's how we got the win. Yeah, and I, I just checked. You're right. Charlie is from Ottawa, and I know that he does um, he does have some sort of school, but I know last season he talked to me a few times about traveling to Finland and doing work with goaltenders at that level. So when, when we saw him this week, you know, I asked him real quick as he's passing by, Hey, how you doing? Lots of travel. That's, you know, that's his answer. That was his answer yeah. really quickly. He's all over the place. Like, how do you, yeah. I, kudos to him. I mean, that's, that's, that's a lot, uh, but I'm sure he loves to do it. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, teaching the, the next wave of goaltenders. Cause again, Matthew Valalta is only 24. Uh, and we you know, we hope he gets his NHL shot someday soon. We do, we do love him with us, but you never know when the coyotes are going to need a goaltender and, We'd love for Maddie to get a couple starts in the NHL because Maddie hasn't been in the NHL yet. He has, I don't think he, I don't know if he's ever been called up yet, but he hasn't started in an NHL game yet. Oh, we need to find out if he's had a call up before. I'm so yeah. curious. I, don't know. I thought I mean, he had. You can easily ask him. I'm sure he has, mm-hmm. but I know for a fact he has not had any NHL minutes yet. So uh, he's definitely, I'm sure the the league is looking at him right now and saying, wow, like what, what a pickup for the Roadrunners. I mean, right. And I, for Ontario to let this guy go, I mean, wh- why would Ontario let him go? He's such a such a great guy to talk to, you know, and I'm sure everybody misses him and everyone does miss him in Ontario. Even I was at the game and they gave that standing ovation to him, you know, on the big screen for the first game back. So 
it was it was kind of fun. I'm sure it was a good night for him. And but he was just uh -huh. happy to get the win. You know, I was like, hey man, you got the win against your former team. That always feels good. Yeah, yeah. And I think that there's quite a few guys on our team right now who, you know, are probably being looked at for a call up pretty soon. I don't know how about how you feel about that, but I look at the guys and, and the the production that's happening right now. And I think that, yeah, I, the call-ups always surprise me when I see, you know, who's going up because I don't really pay too much attention about what errors, what the Coyotes have going on, you know, with their organization in terms of um, roster moves. But I think that there's a few guys here that are we're going to see being called up sooner than later. And I think we've talked about a lot of them already today. Yeah. And Kim, I think it just depends on what, Arizona needs at the time. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Recent call up Ryan McGregor. Now that for sure is his first call up of the of his NHL now career. Now he made it to the NHL. Don't think he's played a game just yet, but kind of just depends what Arizona needs at the time. Yeah. McGregor, his strong suits are is his defense, his penalty killing, and his faceoff draws. He's really good in the circle. That's what Arizona wanted. That's what they needed. So they called him up and uh, sure, he'll get his shot eventually. As for the Arizona Coyotes, they are 13, 11, and 2 right now. They had that great five-game winning streak where they defeated all former Stanley Cup champions. Uh, since then, they have lost their last couple of games now. So now they're, uh, they're, they'll get back on the winning side. But uh, how about Michael Carcone continuing to lead the team in goals? And now he has 13 on the season. And Kim, we've been talking about all season how his success story and you know how hard he's worked to get here, but gotta be a little surprised just how how many goals he's scoring for the Coyotes right now. I'm not saying it wasn't expected, but this is great. This is awesome to see. You know, just Carcone being a former Tucson Roadrunner now being the lead scorer for the Arizona Coyotes. I think anybody who watched him play last season is not as surprised to see how prolific he has become up there. Um, just kind of like you were saying, a blue collar working hockey player who does everything, absolutely everything. The guy was so much fun to watch in terms of leadership, um, not afraid to scrap it up when he needed to, when the team needed that to happen. Um, and that's not always something I think you see from leaders. Leaders are at times, you know, telling other guys, okay, I need you to get the team going. And Mike would just step in there and do that. So it's so exciting to see him all over the Coyotes' social media and for him to be making the plays that he's making. And his and his son also, um, oh, his, his, his own awesome. social media are so much fun also. It, it's got to be, I mean, I, how we feel about Mike has probably like similar to how Ontario feels about Maddie, I'm thinking, you know, they... We just want good things for him. What, no matter where he goes in the world, no matter what he's doing, he's such a great person. I just want all the happiness and love in the world for him. You know that sort of that sort of thing. And then to see him doing well is just the cherry on top of the frosting on top of the cake. You know that that we would, you know, have for Mike Carcone. So, and it was fantastic that we had a chance to see him play this season. And everybody who came out, I think, to the preseason game, the Coyotes Ducks game knew you know that that was probably going to be the only chance to see him play back down here in tucson so it's a little it's a little bittersweet you know like so happy for him and and we miss him yeah i i i missed it you know i missed it by a season you know i i didn't get to see that i i mean i've seen carconi play against san jose when i was with the san jose barracuda yeah he would yeah. torch us um <laughs> and over time i would look at the set and be like gosh this guy is amazing like how is he not in the nhl yet and yeah, I did miss the historic season that Carcone put up for Tucson last year. But yeah, super happy for him. And yeah, what what a story that preseason game was. I mean, to return his return back to Tucson essentially because we already knew he was signed with Arizona at that time. We knew there wasn't really much of a good chance he will be back in Tucson. And he scores two goals, and now he's having some a success story with. Arizona and the Kyries are they're trucking along, you know. Yeah. It's they you know they might not have the most glorious record right now. I mean, again, 13, 11 and 2, but for a team that's in their rebuild right now, I mean, it's a good it's a how do you how would you say it? They're on a good pace right now, you know. It's yeah. it's it's going to build up over time and 
their youngsters are really stepping up. I mean, Matias Michelli's having a good season as well. Logan Cooley has, a, I think he might be leading the team in assists, if I'm not mistaken. I could actually get that for you real quick. But um, like how the Coyotes are playing right now, goaltending has been good for them as well. Goaltending on both both Tucson and Coyotes, the goaltending has really been the reason, the main reason why these two teams are having success this season. Mm-hmm. And I was going to say that. I was going to say, you can't not mention Ingi. Like, definitely. You know, oh, somebody sure. that has to be mentioned. Um, but I think what we see too, and that I'm having a fun time watching is all the people who are realizing how fun that team is to watch and jumping on the bandwagon, you know, and Jump talking about, wagon. yeah, I'm, I'm on the wagon. Like I, I just love this. I love wagon. the team. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody get on the wagon. Um, you know, and, and their social media is Oh, they're killing Incredible. it. Incredible. Just so funny. Like I am okay not watching the games, you know, just and just going to the social media and seeing what they post, especially on that five game heater. Like that was every post was more <laughs> was more hysterical than the post before. And they were just, yeah, that's a they seem like they're having a lot of fun up in Phoenix right now. Yeah, and sure the coyotes are on a two-game losing streak now. The win streak ended against the Philadelphia Flyers. They lost yesterday morning, uh, five to three against the Boston Bruins. That's always going to be a hard team to beat, but yeah. you think about it. Yeah. They had the five game win streak. They can easily go on another one. Uh, mm-hmm. and it's Tucson's in the same scenario. Tucson was on a five game unbeaten streak, or I guess a five game point streak. You could call it as well losing Friday night. So that came to an end, but what did they do? They won the next game last night. Now big chance this weekend gets Abbotsford, to uh to get back on a winning streak so both sides just playing really good hockey right now and excited to see what the season brings for both of these clubs i mean it'll be of course it's a tougher scenario for arizona because obviously they're in the nhl and nhl is always going to be a bit more tough to be competitive in but also the roadrunners are in probably the best division of the ahl and they're in third place right now so i mean just kudos to everybody everyone's just been working hard and everyone's just been doing their jobs and we like the success both sides are having right now. Yep. Snaps all around for everybody. Everybody gets snaps all around. All the, all the snaps. <laughs> well, kid, we're, I guess that's it. We're, we're about an hour. Oh, you know what? Uh, you mentioned to me, you had a really quick, funny story. Let's send this off on a, on a funny story. Your dog watching Tucson Roadrunners games. You told me that he he gets a little frightened when uh, Adrian has his glorious goal calls. Uh, you want to give us a little spiel on that? Yes. So I have a mini Aussie puppy. Um, Her name is Miss Jasmine Jones and we call her Jazzy. And she is easily the most anxious animal I have ever met in my entire life. Like literally when I sneeze, she comes running to my face, (laughs) like straight at my face. It took me the longest time to to figure out to hold my arm out to keep her away from me because she tries to catch my sneezes with her mouth. Um, so the first couple of times, like I would sneeze and then she's all of a sudden right there. Yeah. It's not my favorite. Um, incredibly anxious. And she actually likes watching the hockey games with me when I have them on the big TV, she'll come sit and watch them. Um, Henderson is incredibly problematic for her because she doesn't like seeing horses. And I don't know why she will always go crazy about horses on the TV. So they have, you know, the knights and all the horses and everything. She goes right. bonkers. Their logo is a horse too, technically. The yes. logo is like that iron horse. So It is. I, the whole game, I'm just listening to her bark at the, t- the television. <laughs> but, but the funniest thing about her is that when Adrian's voice starts modulating, when like lots is happening and he thinks that, you know, goal is possible and he gets like super excited, Jazzy just loses her mind. Like she is right there with him. And I don't know, like I've had dogs before who can't seem to hear the television or see what's on the television, but Jazzy is super engaged. And it's funny because I can't remember the last road game that they were on. She was actually in another room and that's unusual for her. She's usually with me. She heard his voice and she came running from the other room to sit down next to me. And then when he, you know, gets really excited and he starts talking really fast and his voice goes up, she like jumps up. And she is like right there with him, you know, waiting to see what happens. So it's, it's, I'm going to need to make a TikTok of it or something because it's what's happening on television. And as excited as Adrian is, is also happening at my house um, on a much, on a much quieter level. Yeah. When, when I'm at the office uh, doing Roadrunners game night from um, our studios back in, at, in Tucson, um, 
at the moment I would maybe just like look down and I'm writing just a note for myself real quick. You uh -huh. hear Adrian say something yes. and then you look yes. up and you're like, oh, what, what, did I miss it? And I was like, oh, we didn't score. Adrian just thought we were about to score or something. Yes. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, man, Adrian's been on a tear with his, his game calling as of late. I, I, I mean, of course, this is the first year I've listened to him, obviously, but uh -huh. man, he's been on it. He's He's been very much on it. He need he deserves the uh, call up soon to to Arizona. Yeah, I am imagining him like standing on his seat and like twirling in circles and just like, <laughs> crazy. Like like if Four Loco had a person was a person, it would be Adrian Denny during a game. Like oh my god, shows bananas. No doubt. <laughs> yeah, I can't I can't really explain Adrian to people. It's like you gotta meet him. You have to meet Adrian. Yeah. Oh man. Well, Kim, uh, thanks so much for coming on this week's edition of the Insider Podcast with me. We will be back. Well, you will be back on Tuesday for the Roadrunners Happy Hour. Um, not sure who you guys will have on just yet, but I'm sure we'll find out eventually. Uh, so, Kim, what should we end this on? Should we end this on Lights to Tucson or Roadrunners Rock? I'll let you get the call. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm always going to pick probably Roadrunners Rock. So, Roadrunners Rock it is. We'll see you <laughs> on Tuesday and eventually this weekend. Get Sabersford, folks. Have a great rest of your Sunday. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.